Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning we are told of a man who was forgiven an incredible debt. After being forgiven this incredible debt, released from the prison that was to be where he was to find home for a while, he goes out. He finds someone else who owes him a paltry sum, a small sum, compared to the debt that he was forgiven. And the gospel tells us that he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe. This servant falls down exactly like this fellow had just done and begs him, have patience with me and I will pay you all. He does not even ask to be forgiven. He just says, patience, please. I'll pay it off. Give me time. But this fellow who had just been released, his debt forgiven, throws this man who owes him a hundred denarii versus the 10,000 talents that he had owed into prison till he should pay the debt. The king who had first released the debt of this man heard this story. And so he called him in front of him and he said, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt. Should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? To have compassion, to have pity on those that have wronged us, those that owe us, Those that we hold in contempt, those that we struggle to pray for, those that their offenses, if we were to be, step back for a minute and really take in the whole picture, are probably not that serious. They're not that big. But if you're anything like me, there's nothing like holding a memory of a stray word, of an action that we interpret as something against us. Even the smallest things, like somebody not turning their blinker on, like somebody cutting me in the line, like someone who didn't think to say that word that I was hoping to hear, but didn't hear it so now they're guilty of my expectations and not even of what they have done we throw them into prison we don't literally have debtor prisons anymore well maybe not right now in some ways we kind of have debtor prisons we don't have them like they had in victorian england or back at this time But when we hold these kind of debts, these things that have been done to us, 
we are imprisoning them. We have frozen them in time, and we have sentenced them to confinement. I could not help in this past week, I will dip in from time to time from this book. It's what the women's group just actually finished reading, the women's book group. It's Eternity in the Moment. It is the life of Father Arseni, a priest monk in Romania. When you think of gulags, you usually think, thanks to Alexander Solzhenitsyn, of Russia. You don't always think of Romania. In many ways, they talk about those who compare these kind of things that the Romanian gulags were even worse than the Russian gulags. The pain, the interminable sentences, the innocence, the guilt by association or the possible guilt by association, being intelligent and not being on board completely, having at some point in the past done something that was deemed now wrong and then drudging it up 10, 15, 20 years later to spend years in solitary confinement, beaten, spat upon, all sorts of not just physical torment, but psychological torment. We have had here in America, though they have passed from this life, Father Roman Braga, Father George Calciu, confessors who spent their time in those prisons, in those gulags. And it is the testimony of many of them, Father Arseni included, Father Dimitri Staniloya, the famous theologian, Father Roman Braga, Father George Calciu. I encourage you to look up these names. There's YouTube videos, if you don't want to read. There are YouTube videos that you can call up where they reflect upon their experience. And many of them give thanks to God for that experience. Because they say that is when they learned to pray. That is when they learned to come into the presence of God. Now, I don't normally do this, but I want to read to you a little bit from Father Arseni's experience in the Romanian Gulag. The interrogation was supposed to last 60 days, but when they saw that they could not extract anything from Father Arseni, they prolonged it another 30 days, 90 days of indescribable tortures. First, a captain who dreadfully beat him interrogated him. He would hit me on the face and I would try to avoid the blow to keep him from damaging my eardrum. On another occasion, a miserable captain happened to be my investigator. I had known him before. I had gone to the monastery, and he revealed his identity to me me without realizing it. Father Arseni, 17 years earlier, had spent time in a cabin with this man on vacation, with his wife and his daughter. The family was very fond of him. They loved him. In fact, they knew that he was going to the monastery. And this man said, 
before he went to the monastery, he said, you're going to the monastery? You should do something else. You're an angel anyway. During the investigation, the man says, you were like an angel. And that was enough to recognize him. But he kept silent. For he knew that if he revealed it, he would have killed him. He cut his beard off. And if you've seen Orthodox monks, you know they have tremendous beards, right? And Father Asini strikes back at him and says, you'll answer to God for this. And then this man said to him, enough, monasticism doesn't rest in the beard. And Father Arseni says, that wasn't you speaking. The Holy Spirit just spoke through you. Can you imagine? (laughs) To be beat, to recognize who is doing it, and to see the Holy Spirit speaking through them truth about what is happening. I can't help but think of the servant threatened with prison who turns to a man who owes him nothing and throws him into that prison. There are people who had sold themselves, people in the service of evil. This is Father Arseni talking about these men. They had a wage, they were the masters, they had sold themselves. He slapped me, he hit me, but I thank God all these sufferings had their purpose. Nothing helped me in life more than suffering. The highest level of theology belongs solely to suffering. I am certain the angels are envious of us because they do not have this suffering beyond one's nature. The highest level of theology... This is not Father Arseni glorying in gore or in suffering in and of itself, but the purification that it brought to his heart. To be able to see this man, to be able to pray for him, to be able to see the Holy Spirit speaking through him, To understand something that can only be won through suffering. We do not, in so many ways, suffer from day to day. We are blessed beyond any civilization that has ever existed. We look for the way out of suffering at every turn. We try to drown whatever suffering that we do encounter with pleasure, distraction. We do not draw near to God. We do not thank those who would have us suffer. We do not allow it to anything but harden our hearts. Father Arseni continues, You felt pain as you looked at your treacherous fellow men seeing that they had no fear of God. And I was mindful of their perdition, since I was no longer thinking about my own life. You couldn't believe you were still alive. 
You would accept death by any means so that you would no longer suffer. And yet, you are grieved by the fact that it was your neighbors who were doing these things. I, who in a way had experienced the battle with the devil, said, These are more dangerous, for they don't fear God. The devil has fear of God. And I had to endure the fact that my enemies were my fellow men. If you're a man of God, he's aware of everything, and the more you commend yourself to his will, the more he protects you. However, even more importantly, you must love God and your neighbor without fail. And you can't say that your neighbor is your enemy. These spiritual concepts would flash through my heart and mind like lightning. Without a doubt, these were the things that kept you present at every moment. We commemorate today the martyrdom of the prophet Zechariah, who was killed within the temple. They were searching for the parents of John because this is the same time the slaughter of the innocents by Herod because he was afraid of the prophecy. Zechariah killed in the temple, his blood flowing in the temple, not the blood of the sacrificial lambs, but the blood of a prophet. Who could have done this but his neighbors? Those who hurt us the most are our neighbors, our family, those who can touch the very essence of our being. And this is who we are called to have compassion upon, to pity, to pray for, to love. Father Arsini continues. All of this is impossible without sacrifice. It's not possible without a cross. This happened to me. This I recommend, and I long to live this way at all costs. The cross means to bear what you don't like. The big mistake of people in the world is that you don't accept suffering and don't understand that it's the only action, the only concern, the only living experience, that it's in opposition to everything that's evil that delivers them from being under the reign of the devil. He who runs away from persecution runs away from God, says St. Theodore the Studite. The church needs persecutions because they awaken you. They keep you present, and it's a battle. To read the words and lives of those who suffered under the communist regime, the elders throughout Romania, Bulgaria, Russia, Georgia, is to encounter the truth of what the Christian life, it like boils it down to its essentials. The cross means bearing the things we don't like. That is from the largest debts, 10,000 talents, down to the hundred denarii. Would that we would have hearts like Father Arseni to weep for those when they strike us, when they slander us, when they criticize us, 
when they say things, when they don't say things, of all the things that we have kept stored up within us against all the, those around us. May we have compassion. May we accept the cross. May we forgive because, not of our own doing, but because of our Lord, who was himself slandered, betrayed, forgotten, suffered as an innocent because of the resurrection. That is why we have faith and hope. This is why we sing Christ is risen. This is why it is to be reconciled. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 